This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Despite going from four competitors to three, the U.S. wireless industry got particularly competitive, and we all got to reap some decent deals out of it. Let's look at the ins and outs of the wireless world in 2021. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is CNET Senior Editor and Wireless Expert, Eli Blumenthal. Welcome, Eli. Thanks for having me back. So overall, how would you characterize the wireless industry in 2021? Busy, if I were to pick one word. Um, There was a lot going on this year as far as developing new networks with 5G continuing to grow. And there was, as you mentioned, increased competition as T-Mobile, which for years was lagging behind AT&T and Verizon and network and quality has jumped past them, especially when it comes to a a robust 5G offering. Um, And they've, they've taken a lead when it comes to 5G and that has forced Verizon and AT&T to get more aggressive and and find new ways to try to keep people tied to their networks with new deals and, and new bundles so it was, a, it was a very busy 2021. Yeah, and that's surprising because when T-Mobile and Sprint merged, I know a lot of consumer advocates were worried that going from three to four or four to three competitors would mean less competition. Uh, but pretty much the opposite kind of happened this year, right? At least for this year. And there was concern, and the concern still may be valid, that over the long term, going from four major wireless providers to three is going to be bad for the industry, at least for right now, when it comes to finding a way to get a new phone for a affordable price, you, you have options now. You, you have a lot of, of really good deals, so long as you're willing to stay with carriers for two to three years. Yeah, and let's talk about that, because uh, there were a lot of deals, uh, and, and not just you know not just from T-Mobile, but talk about that and what, what those deals look like and what some of the ways were that consumers were benefiting from that increased competition. Sure. So one of the big changes that really started last year and increased and expanded this year were deals for not just new customers, which has been around in this industry for a while, but for existing customers. So if you were on Verizon, uh, several times throughout uh, 2021, they offered a promotion where you could trade in your broken phone, so long as the battery's not busted, if the screen's broken, the camera doesn't work, that they don't care. As long as it turns on, they'll take it. And in some cases, I don't even know if it needed to turn on, as long as the battery just wasn't busting out of the phone. Uh, you could trade in a broken phone and get hundreds of dollars towards a new iPhone, a new Galaxy, a new Pixel, whatever. And that was for new and existing customers. So long as, and all of these deals, as aggressive as they were, they all have some caveats for the most part. In Verizon's case, you could trade in your broken phone, but you needed to commit to one of their pricier uh, inst- uh, unlimited plans, what's known as play more, get more, do more. Um, they, they have a lot of names that sound similar, but these are the, the more expensive unlimited plans that get you access to their full offering of 5G, whereas their cheaper plans and some of their older plans, including some of their older unlimited plans, 
are limited as far as what they're able to access when it comes to 5G. It can reach their nationwide, which is basically equivalent to their 4G network, but not some of the faster 5G networks that they, they started expanding on this year and will be expanding through something called C-band in 2022. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about C-band later. I also want to talk about AT&T, which, you know, it seemed like for a little while that they, they kind of took their eye out the ball, were focused on getting into the entertainment world, kind of stepped back from that and focused a bit more on the core wireless service uh, to, to their benefit. They actually, I think they, they grew significantly this year. Talk a little bit about what AT&T was doing in 2021. Yes, so AT&T, as you mentioned, they, they were part of the year was spent separating from the media side, which they previously spent so many years and so many billions of dollars growing through Warner Media, through DirecTV. They're, they've spun off DirecTV. They're in the process of getting rid of Warner Media and moving that to Discovery. So that was one part of AT&T's deal uh, in, in uh, 2021. They also were, like Verizon, like T-Mobile, aggressive with offers for new and existing users, um, particularly around the iPhone 13. They were offering up to $1,000 off uh, a new iPhone with the trade-in of a device. It, it couldn't be a broken phone like Verizon's plan, but it's still an aggressive offer so long as you're willing to commit to 36 months. Um, as with all these deals, if you leave before, so if you, you trade in your phone today, and in two years, you leave, you are going to forfeit the remaining 12 months of credits, and you'll have to pay off however much is owed. So the way this works is they'll give you, let's say, 23 or $24 a month. They'll charge you on your bill, but then they'll also put an immediate credit on your bill to basically make the balance zero, so long as you stay with them and, and keep the plans. Right. Uh, and want to switch gears a bit, because th there were plenty of deals, um, and, and like you said, the, the deals kind of had some strings and that you had to stay with them for a longer period of time or else pay for your own phone. I want to talk about broader 5G. You talked about sort of the coverage upgrades. You talked a little bit about C-band. 5G, at least for me, uh, you know, obviously emerged with a lot of hype two years ago. In the pandemic, wasn't super useful when we were all stuck inside. This year, things opened up again. But I think as people were discovering the speeds, we're very inconsistent, and in a, lot, in a lot of cases, not even that much faster than 5G, or in some cases, even slower than 4G. Like, What did you see with how 5G kind of evolved this year? As you mentioned, it was very much a growing year. Um, and when people are locked inside, yes, you're, you're not going out. You're, not, you're on your Wi-Fi. You're not going to really notice 5G because you're not connected to it. Um, for T-Mobile, this was, this was a pretty big year. They now cover 200 million people with their fastest form of or, or one of their faster forms of 5g what they call ultra capacity or if you have a t-mobile phone you'll see it uh, a t-mobile 5g phone rather you'll see it with a uc indicator uh, potentially um, their speeds now are significantly faster they they i've noticed walking around new york city areas where with t-mobile or sprint i'd get maybe 100 to 150 megabits per second down i'm now easily getting double that sometimes even more, so 300, 400 megabits per second. And that's just walking around New York City. They also expanded to offering home internet over 5G, which has been a, a bit more of a, a limited rollout, but they plan to expand that. And I'll be curious to see what they do with that in 2022, because since they have this stronger 5G network that has speeds that rival what you get 
at home with your Wi-Fi, why not use it for 50 bucks a month to replace your home internet? And if you're fed up with your current provider or you're in an area where you've never really had competition, this could be a, a real game changer for you by offering something good at a potentially cheaper price. Or at the very least, if you're in that, one of those areas that doesn't have competition, putting a, a little fire so that whoever your local carrier is or local home internet provider is, they can start upping their game. And that should be interesting to see. Um, so as far as going back to your, your initial question, as far as improvements in 5G, that's where we saw it. We, we, we saw it in the building of these networks, uh, in the preparation for C-band, which is in theory going live in early January. Um, and in the build out, at least in T-Mobile's case of, of their ultra capacity, their faster form of 5G. Right. And look, I, I want to be clear, your mileage may vary depending on where you live. Uh, you know, Eli in the city was able to get fairly high speeds there. I've found the speeds where I live, which is right outside of the city, have been less than ideal. In some cases, again, even slower than 4G, despite despite the uh, the 5G logo on my phone. So it, it, it definitely varies by region, but I know T-Mobile has been... Aggressive, aggressive and has been able to roll out some of this faster spectrum to more regions because they have it, as opposed to Verizon and AT&T, which is why, going back to that C-band reference you were talking about, this year the FCC auctioned off what's known as C-band spectrum, or radio airwaves that promise you know, higher speeds and better coverage. Very similar in properties to the spectrum that T-Mobile is using right now to upgrade their 5G network. Talk a little bit about that the auction and, and sort of how that ended up and what we're expecting to get out of that. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned earlier this year or, or last year, there over the last year there was an auction um, by the U.S. government, which controls what airwaves uh, operate in, in the United States uh, for this wireless spectrum, this this potentially beachfront real estate when it comes to wireless airwaves and. The three major carriers, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, spent big on it. Verizon spent nearly $53 billion. AT&T spent $27. I think T-Mobile spent around $10. And all told, $81 billion towards buying up these assets so that they can build more robust 5G networks. Uh, the plan was for AT&T and Verizon, at least, because they bid on Spectrum that becomes available earlier. Most of this isn't going to become available till 2023, but some of it was supposed to come online towards the end of this year and in early 2022. And AT&T and Verizon spent more to get access to that. Verizon spent the most, again, with the $53 billion or so. Um, Verizon plans to cover 50, 100 million people with this with the Spectrum by March, but whether they can get there seems to now be a little bit of a, a question as the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has, uh, has recently raised concerns that the spectrum is too close to the altimeters and planes. And it could lead to some issues when it comes to landing planes uh, in, in some of these busier areas where this 5G is deployed. Um, FCC, the Federal Communications Commission for its part, says this is all safe. The wireless industry says it's all safe. There are buffers in place. It's not even, it's, they say it's not close to where the FAA is concerned, um, that they have filters, they have things to safeguard against that. FAA is, is pushing back. 
and it'll be interesting to see where this goes. There's there's already been a delay. There's supposed to happen. This network was these networks rather were supposed to be turned on, uh, at least in some capacity, earlier this month. Um, but because of these FAA delays, uh, concerns, Verizon and AT&T delayed until January. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out early, early next year. Right. And lastly, you know, as part of that T-Mobile Sprint deal, some of those assets were spun off and acquired by Dish Network, a satellite TV company that has long been trying to break into wireless. So what's happening with Dish? That is a fascinating and very loaded question to say for the end, Roger. Uh, what is <laughs> what, what is happening with Dish? Well, if, if you've been following the wireless world, uh, you may be familiar with Dish as somebody who has spent billions of dollars acquiring very valuable wireless spectrum over the last, uh, I don't know, Roger, what, decade or so? And, yeah, that's about right. And they have yet to build anything with it. They've just been acquiring and acquiring yep. and spending and spending without doing a thing. Um, but as you mentioned, because of that Sprint T-Mobile deal last year, um, they are, I guess, more legally obligated to start putting that spectrum to use or else they risk losing it. Um, they, they now have Boost Mobile. That's one of the brands that they acquired from T-Mobile or what the government forced T-Mobile to divest. And they've started offering some plans. Um, they've talked about a 5G network. They've launched some trial version of a network in Las Vegas. But to the best of my knowledge, they haven't yet let any consumers on it. Um, I'm hoping to try it out when I get to Las Vegas in early January for the Consumer Electronics Show, CES. Um, we'll, we'll see if this thing is actually real. Um, but yeah, they've talked a big game. They've started making more steps towards it. They do actually have some version of a network operating in Las Vegas. They signed a deal with AT&T because they got into a whole fight with T-Mobile at various points over the year. So they're now going to, even though they had the opportunity or still have the capability to roam on T-Mobile's network for the next couple of years, they had a, a bit of a back and forth and now have decided that they're going to roam on AT&T's network instead. Um, it, it's been a busy year with Dish and that was just a very small truncated version of, of everything that transpired with them. Um, but yeah, they, they in theory are, are coming out with with a wireless network. They've already launched a, their first phone, um, their own like dedicated phone. They they have phones on their network from Apple and Samsung and others that work with with what they what they use on T-Mobile or on AT and T. Um, but yeah, this is this is out there, and maybe it becomes a bigger player. Maybe it doesn't. That's one of the fun things to watch for 2022. Absolutely. Uh, I know that was, Dish was sort of seen as by the government as that potential replacement for a number four competitor. We'll see what happens. Eli, thank you for your time. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. It's time for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>